everybody, and welcome back to Spiritual Successor, a comedy video game design podcast where we take your lovely submissions and turn them into the next AAA titles. We take like, those. Where do we get those? I, I, <clears throat> sorry, you go. We take those submissions from Twitter, YouTube, Reddit, and email and turn. Oh, man. See, you said the like, and we take them from at the beginning. Oh, man. Can I try this again? Yeah, take it from the top, bud. Take it from the top, like, hello and welcome, or? No, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't go that far. <laughs> I already did that part. <laughs> that part's been done. I nailed that one. You're the one that keeps on blowing chunks on your section. Well, the, the thing is, is that we say, like, and we t- we take your lovely submissions from blank, and then we turn them into the next simple thing, the bed debates. All right, I'll tell you what. Just for you, for your sake, I'll I'll reset and set you up correctly. All right. Awesome. Thank you very much. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Spiritual Success here, a comedy video game design podcast. It's a podcast where we take your lovely submissions from the internet, all from Twitter, Reddit, YouTube, and email, and turn those into the next AAA video game titles. See AJ. I'm your host AJ Hart. Oh. That's right, we gotta host ourselves. I'm Blake. Yeah, Ray. say our, say your name. God, man, we almost fucking stuck the landing this time on, on in intros. Well, but he, here's the thing: <laughs> for a year and a half almost, we had a certain setup, mm-hmm. but we've since abandoned <laughs> that, and we never really worked out what the new intro is supposed to flow like. And so every week, it's a little bit like jazz, and by jazz, I mean really <laughs> bad improv where we don't know the rules. Well, I mean, we say our names, we say what we do. I think I feel like we hit all the important beats there. <laughs> They do all get, we've spat out all the important things. We're just really not sure where to put them yet. (laughs) AJ, uh, hey everybody, welcome. We know uh, things are kind of crazy out in the world right now, but we're happy you're here and hanging out with us. We hope we can give you some, give you some good time and give you some laughs. And And here's some good time and laughs. I have something I want to talk about, Blake. Shut up. Wait, wait, but mine, mine is way fucking funnier. I, yeah, I, I know I yours have, is like objectively have, funnier, but I want to get on my soapbox and preach something before right, we get to our all funny right, bits. All right, all right, get on your soapbox. Yeah, every single yeah, everybody, person everybody needs to go in. listen to the DJ Hero soundtrack because that soundtrack rules so hard. All of the tracks in there bang. Pretty fucking good. I don't know why the DJ Hero soundtrack is so good, but it really is. It owns. There's so many good mixes. They went so hard. Well, granted. I, it's difficult to find some of the tracks on YouTube because they're it's music and music has like the most fucked up legal system ever and there are some tracks that were deleted from the internet because of copyright law. Oh, uh, I remember I w- while I was listening to the soundtracks earlier, earlier today, I was actually going through the comments section and they were talking about that of like, "Hey, I actually really love this soundtrack and I want to and the only way you can get that music is actually buying a physical fucking CD." It's not like nobody put it on iTunes or anything. So, but you know how much the CDs run for for like DJ Hero and DJ Hero Two, AJ? I'm gonna take a stab and say a DJ Hero One soundtrack t- costs one sixty-five. Wow, that's a a close guess. Just divide that in half, and you've got the number. It's eighty dollars. Oh, it's only eighty dollars. Eighty only eighty dollars for a CD. I wouldn't pay eighty dollars well, for a CD. I'd pay eighty dollars for like a vinyl set. I'd pay I'd pay eighty dollars for the vinyl collection of Hamilton, which is eighty dollars. Well, I I should say I I think it's only I I kind of say only because I'm so used to video game extortion. Mm, I mean, like, hold on, I, I'm adjusting my pop filter. All right, so so you're saying uh, the video game industry has conditioned you to pay high prices for really really bad collectibles? I'm looking at you, yeah, Last, I, of, Last of Us statue, or any statue for that matter that comes in a limited edition. I'm, They're just I'm crappy thinking more PDA. about like the. I'm thinking more about like the outdated, hard to get a hold of things. Like, let me look up 
Tales of Symphonia. Hey, Jay, I can hear your clicky clicks. And it's not even a mechanical keyboard. That's just how good my normal keyboard is. I'm used to video game extortion because if I wanted to get a copy of Tales of Symphonia for the GameCube, a GameCube video Jesus. game, do you know how much that would run me for? But see, that's different. Okay, go ahead. And this is like the part. actual video game. This isn't even something like as niche as a soundtrack. $150. Okay, but that doesn't surprise me. Like, GameCube, like, old games like that are, like, collectibles. And at the same time, it's a game. It's an experience. Like, a CD shouldn't cost that much, you know? I mean, like, maybe if it was, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I guess there's the, the conversation of, like, what should be more expensive? CDs or collectible CDs or collectible vinyls? And I think vinyls are, like, I feel like the prices are okay, are higher because they are more likely to be damaged. Like, vinyls just get wear and tear naturally over time. So I can understand, like, finding one in good condition, you have to pay a fuck ton of money for it. So... What I, I think that this conversation goes two places, Blake. One, we can take mm. all, every little step that we need to get there, or we can get straight to advocating for pirating this video game soundtrack. <laughs> and what's more DJ, what's more DJ energy than pirating things and integrating <laughs> it in new content? <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Enough, of, enough of that. What do you want to bring to the table that could I, possibly I, I be funnier share... than what I've brought? It is funnier than what you brought. You brought up a very good point, but I brought up something that I was introduced to. Um, there's a friend of mine that her and I like basically talk every day. And yesterday, while her and I were watching anime, she introduced me to this. AJ, I don't know about you, but one of my favorite animes growing up was Naruto. And there was a lot of, um, uh, what's it called, translating for, for Naruto. And there is a Naruto... They changed the opening of Naruto in Germany. And I just want to let you know it has rap in it. And I want you to listen to it. Oh, you didn't know about the Naruto rap? <laughs> if you believe it, you can be somebody. No, be somebody. <laughs> the Naruto oh, German you, rap? You fucking come into here talking about the Naruto rap like I don't know shit. You know, you, come wait, on, you this song the Naruto rules. German opening? How do you yeah, know, I know about the Naruto rap? God, all right, all right. Can we play Ninja Way, dog. Can we play? Can we play like 15 seconds of it? It's already in the background, dude. You mentioned it, and I said, "Oh, the Naruto rap," and I started blasting it. Here it is. <laughs> Just where he's saying off key, Naruto, Naruto, believe it. And I'm like, I, I fucking died. I died so hard. And then he's like, and then where it shows Kakashi. <laughs> my ninja clan, my ninja clan, my ninja clan, my ninja clan. I don't, I don't think I've wanted anything as bad as if somebody in the world can create for me a mashup of the One Piece rap and the Naruto rap and just turn those into one really good DJ hero mix for me. Mm. That would be so delectable. Please, I need this. Oh, fuck. I, I just, would pay top dollar thinking... for a Naruto. I would give the $80 to a CD $80. that is just 20 <laughs> different mixes of Naruto rap and One Piece rap mixed all together. AJ, if I'm, I can, I just, bro, I could make that for you if you want. You want that as a birthday present? I'll just get, yeah, you, I'll I get need... you a cassette and a cassette player and no. just, <laughs> just put a fucking album of all the different Naruto and one man one piece totally had that rap too and it was like not very the one good one piece rap was for the four kids dub 
which See, but we, we all don't grew talk up about like. anything for kids. Like for kids, like changed everything. I don't know if you saw. Like Yu Gi Oh used to be a dark as fuck series. Like bad things happened. Also, there was okay. like a lot of like uncomfortable sexual things that went that went down. That they luckily, I do agree that they changed those. But like they had guns, dude. There was a scene where like to, like Pegasus's minions, they just have guns on them, and they're like telling people to come with them. But they they painted them out in the four kids version, so it's just like. <laughs> There's a scene where they're pointing at them with finger guns, and they're, like, saying, I'll shoot you if you don't come with me. And it is the funniest <laughs> fucking thing I've ever seen. Blake, you ready to get into some video games? Enough goofing around. We should definitely get into some video games. You want to give us the first one, or do you want or do you want me to give the first one? I'll let you go first, King. King? Thanks, King. All right. <laughs> This one comes to us on Reddit at Squid uh, from user Squid Pope Nicholas Uncaged. What does it mean for Nicholas Cage to be uncaged? Does he one go full face off where he's just a crazy batshit person, or is it like the not the bees guy where he just suddenly is like put in specific situations? It, okay, actually, how about here's the game. Here's the game. Here's the game. You play a film director and you're trying to get the biggest performance out of Nicolas Cage. So you need to put him yeah. in weird-ass <laughs> situations to, like, the bigger his reaction is, like, the be the better the rank you get. So it'll be like, you have, like, let's say Not the Beast yes, is, like, because, like S what, rank what Nicolas Cage. What you're proposing here is the idea that Nicolas Cage, in all of his most over-the-top moments, right? The moment where he aggressively mm -hmm. shouts the ABCs, the moment where he's <laughs> crying in the movie about Holy the vampire shit. and he actually says the, the phrase boo-hoo, boo-hoo, boo-hoo. That's an X. You know, all of these, like, fucking the, X rank, the Nicolas Cage shouting and exclaiming, not the bees, not the bees, and also saying, uh, what's uh -huh. up, sister, and punching a lady while just in a bear suit. This is all Nicolas Cage <laughs> while limited. This is Nicolas Cage caged. The Are question that we need to like be Goku asking. Before he goes Super Saiyan? Is this, like, yes, Nicolas Cage Super Saiyan? There's something beyond, and this game's whole mm -hmm. purpose is, like, you're a director, and you're like, I'm getting cage in oscar but i need to push him i need to go on some real alfred hitchcock level shit and really just push this man to the brink to make him go beyond i feel like he has one and yeah leaving las vegas he was uh he won best actor that movie's like what a fucking i've never gem. seen that movie yeah yeah well it was like it was like his i don't know if it was his breakout role but i th i know it was early in his career in 1996 yeah he won best actor for leaving las vegas and then he got a nominee for adaption. So like this is like a very much a um, Nick. Uh, what's his? It's the other Nick kid, the guy who just won an, an Oscar for Revenant. Nick Offerman. Not Nick. O no. <laughs> no. 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 Uh, he was in. He was in Titanic. Why can't I remember his name? He was in Titanic. He was in Catch Me If You Can. He was in fucking uh, Django Unchained. Also, I'm about... sorry, Leonardo DiCaprio is not a Leonardo fucking DiCaprio. Nick. You said Nick. I don't fucking, I don't know, man. I just like I'm going. I got Nick Cage on the brain, and I think My everybody has actor, Nick, Nick in Nicholas name. DiCaprio. What the fuck are you talking about? 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, it was bad. It was a bad mistake. Hey, man, we went I to fucking fuck, film school, and now here we are being like <laughs> Nicholas Cage got an Oscar. You know that one I actor, Nicholas DiCaprio? What the fuck are we doing? Hey, 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 AJ, AJ, I don't want to hear no lip from you. You called David Fincher David David Lynch once. I don't need to hear shit from you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, coming coming back to the game. Coming back to the game. When I picture this, I picture very much. Um, uh, what's that game called? It's like golf. Uh, just I think it's just called. Is it just called golf game? You mean golf story? What the golf? I very much picture kind of like no. Uh, what what the, golf? the golf? Where it just kind of has this like kind of kind of weird kooky texture to it. So you have each level is a different set, and you're trying to like bring or position Nicolas Cage, the cameraman, the lights, whatever, to create maybe either the biggest domino effect to get the biggest performance out of out of Nicolas Cage, or you are just like there's a bunch of hazards around the set for Nicolas Cage to get caught up in and that'll be like what you that will be his performance but you have to make sure the camera is in the right place because if the camera's pointed at like jack shit while he's giving an amazing performance he doesn't get the Oscar that round and your whole goal is to just try and get like each oh each scene is a different part of the movie so like that's yeah. the story of the game is like yeah. as you go it, through it, the, each scene you kind of discover the story that is taking place within this film it's a little bit and then, camera like, setup, mm -hmm. like set simulator, and a little bit goose game. You're just trying to rub mm -hmm. Nicolas Cage in all mm -hmm. the wrong ways to get him really riled up or really in character <laughs> so that when you mm -hmm. film this mm -hmm. thing, it feels right. Maybe you're going in for a Nicolas Cage side scene. So you're like, all right, I got to make sure he has mm -hmm. a really rough day. I can't get him angry. Mm -hmm. I just need to get him sad. So, like, you need to get I, his coffee spilled, but it can't spill on him because if it's on him, he's going to be mad. But if it just happens, he's like, oh, man. So are you saying are you pitching that where some of the strategy comes in is like when you're doing one level, it's going to prep him for the next level. So, like, if he went all out in the previous scene, um, he he's going to it'll be like harder for the next scene. So, like in a movie, you don't just do like each scene is like hard, hard, hard. It's you have to actually do a rhythm of a movie where it's like for you to have an impactful moment, you need to have a slow scene prior. Or if you want to have an action scene, you need to have like a sort of like setting the stakes sort of scene prior. So, like maybe there's it like there's like uh the game is comprised of like zo let's call them zones each zone will represent its own unique movie so it'll be like nick cage in a romance movie nick cage in face off 2 nick cage in a national treasure style movie and each of those zones or movies will have like 10 individual scenes within them so you can play one scene in a session and then like at the end of that movie you'll be rated on how well like the movie flowed so like you are, it's sort of like um like a movie maker slash goose game game. Yeah, but I love this scoring system that you're proposing, right? It maybe it has like a mm -hmm. like a goose it has like a goose game checklist, but all of that's hidden, right? You're given a sandbox mm -hmm. and you're able mm -hmm. to just push him, and then it's going to say like, okay, you pushed him this much, you made him this sad. This scene gets an A, but then you move into mm -hmm. the next mm -hmm. scene. And now Nicolas Cage is really sad, but you need him really, uh, like, happy for this scene. So it's like, you didn't mess with Nicolas Cage in the correct way, so this scene's going to be a little bit diff more difficult to get him mm -hmm. into the mood for this scene. So now, we're okay, so now we're going to create the online element, right? People are going to be mm -hmm. trying to communicate with each other and be like, all right, 
I have the list of the scenes. I know exactly what order mm. you need to get Nicolas Cage in so you can get a perfect run, so you can get Nicolas Cage an Oscar, so you can get the the gold achievable. So th- that's that's how it is too. And also if and also here's the here's the t- here's a couple of things. <laughs> this is so fucking meta. But so each uh, at the end of each movie, you you'll be graded, and if you got like S rank on every single scene, or you did every single scene perfectly, that movie gets an Oscar. If you can get an Oscar in each of the ten movies, it unlocks a biopic of Nicolas Cage himself. So it's a secret zone <laughs> where, where you are making the biopic <laughs> for Nicolas Cage. <laughs> And it like maybe it just takes it, it reuses scenes from all of the movies, but it's not necessarily it becomes like a BTS sort of thing. It'll be like what he's doing outside of the scene that you captured. So now I don't is know, this maybe a biopic like of real world Nicolas Cage, or is this a fictional biopic about our fictional Nicolas Cage within the game Nicholas Oncaged? <laughs> I don't know. Like I don't know how exciting Nicolas Cage's life is because I mean, like I, it could be a mix of both. Like he probably it'll be owns like bones, cut. right? I, I imagine being Nicolas like, Cage must rule. I mean, <laughs> the, he's the only man I know that said the whole alphabet, so I feel like he's living a pretty high life right now. <laughs> <laughs> I always get tripped up at LMQ. I'm also, sorry, I can't I, be him. <laughs> well, I also judge um, celebrities based off of one specific thing. This is this this one thing determines how famous they are. Do they have how much are they willing to admit that they fucking hated a movie do while doing the commentary it? for it? No, 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 no. See, like <laughs> so many people do that because it's so easy to talk. Like, look at us. It's so easy to talk into a mic and just say random bullshit. Anybody can do that. So <laughs> just look it up. Right, what, what's um, the thing? Do you do you have do they have a cardboard cutout of themselves and do people own those cardboard cutouts in their homes? Because I know. I know a bunch, there's a bunch of celebrities, but I only know one, I only have one friend who keeps a cardboard cutout of Nicolas Cage on their bedstool. Like. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. We do have a friend that owns a Nicolas Cage cutout, huh? Yeah. And I so often forget I, about that. Why does she own that? I don't know. The same reason she owns a Nicolas Cage pillow. I don't fucking know. She just likes Nicolas Cage. The memes. She saw him in an anime store once and then like. You also, ready to Nick go Cage, for another submission? Nick, Okay, I was just about to say one level should be like an anime movie where Nicolas Cage, because Nicolas Cage likes anime, believe it or not. <laughs> Can confirm. I believe it. This comes from Caleb on Twitter, at Busto314. Remember the audience mm. enjoyment mechanic in Paper Mario where the more you got them hyped up, the more you could get certain benefits? Mm-hmm. But also there were hecklers that could throw things at you? Apply the same concept to a game that must be Twitch streamed to play. Now, did you play mm. Mario Paper Mario the Thousand Year Old Door? No, I haven't played any of the. Or as I colloquially no, I call it, Paper Mario and the really fucking old door. <laughs> no, I have not played Paper Mario and the really fucking old door. I have not played any Paper <laughs> Mario or Sticker Mario, any of the RPG Mar- uh, Mario stuff, which is like a bummer because like those games are really impactful to a lot of people, and one day I should pick them up. So I've it had this whole to pick system. Up Origami King because I feel like. Like, that's the best game since Thousand-Year-Old Door. I've heard a lot of people say that, but I've also heard a lot of people say that, like, while it is fun, it is not the Paper Mario that they've been wanting. I think Mm -hmm. everybody's still Mm -hmm. after that white whale that is Paper Mario in the Thousand-Year-Old Door. 
That's fair. Yeah, because the combat is, like, vastly different now. Yeah, it, it had a really fun, like, turn-based system. And, like this su- like submission suggests, it had, like, a crowd cheering system. I forget mm-hmm. how you exactly earned points, but basically if you were doing cool stuff and doing well, a crowd would show up mm-hmm. in front of you. Uh, every time you went into a battle and went into, like, this little theater set- setting, which was a little bit weird, uh-huh. and I don't know why they did that. Mm-hmm. Well, but okay, if you were so doing we really good, the crowd would give you lots of points. If you had lots of points, well, you could do your supers. But if you did really sh- bad, you would get hecklers, and they would throw boots and bombs and junk at you. So how do you put that in a Twitch space without people just picking what they want to be? Because I can very much picture this being like, there's a cool person that likes to stream, and they're actually good at what they're doing, but then a bunch of hecklers show up just to be assholes and will shit on them. Because, like, I feel like that is a very real problem on Twitch. So how do we avoid that? Are these, like, because I feel like that's just Twitch. Is, like, you get on, you start streaming. There are people that will like you, and there are people that don't like you. And, like, I guess the hype is just them submitting likes, them donating, them doing that. So how do you gamify something that already kind of exists? You can, okay, here's how it happens. And this is how we do it with, with a little bit of love in our hearts. Okay. You play the game, you're Twitch streaming to your audience. It's like a turn-based Octopath Traveler game. And if you if your crowd like if your audience keeps on spamming like the the A button and they're letting you know that you're doing really good, you're gonna get some extra mm-hmm. points so that you can do your cool super alts. But every mm. now and again, at random, we're going to select audience members. But they will be audience members that have to have like they have to have streamed or like gotten like the little Twitch points for watching your stream for a certain amount of time so it has to either be somebody that's like been in your chat hating your ass so long that they've accrued enough points (laughs) or it has to be somebody that is like an actual fan of yours so and then and then we give them the anonymity that they need Uh we need to give a super fan the anonymity that they need to throw a boot at their favorite twitch streamer in game oh god Okay, so then what is the game? Oh, what is the game? Well, now the, we can okay, make whatever we want. Well, okay, like, I think we can break it down. Break it down this way. What is the most hype thing? Like, what is the most hyped moment you've ever had in your life? Like that you just like were surrounded by a bunch of people, and it was just the hypest fucking thing that you've ever experienced. Because I feel like the appeal. I that do I have a moment, have but is, I don't like, know if it's safe for the for the podcast. Uh, is it, is it gross? It's a little gross. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's up to you, man. If you want to share, you want to, you can share. So I was, okay, here, so how about, how about I, okay. Do you, do you, if you don't want to cover it, I, I have a bit I can go into. I mean, I'll give you the spark notes really quick off air. I was at a hand at the little, little, little Tokyo anime, uh, hentai night and we were thumbing through a bunch of the art and i found an art that had some tentacles and i said we found the tentacles boys and everybody in the line started cheering (laughs) that might be the hypest i've ever felt it was also probably the dirtiest i've ever felt in my life but like it was one of those things of like we all knew everybody in that line knew what was going to be saw and i wasn't proud of the fact that i had to see that with my eyes but like it was one of those movies like you can only get so dirty you know what i mean 
AJ, AJ, AJ. Okay, I, I think that story's fine. I don't think I cut that out. I think that's in the audio. I think that yeah, I, okay, okay, I think okay. that me saying that okay. breathes life to this bit, and here we are. We're still in the show. <laughs> See, I, I like the way you described it. It wasn't raunchy. Okay, okay, but let, let's let's take it back a little bit. Let's take it back a little bit. Because the energy I would love for a game like this is, I don't know. <laughs> I went to public school, and a lot of crazy things happen in public school, but... Like, one of the things that always filled me with, like, such energy is when a crowd of people were got in, like got together on the quad to watch a couple people do something. Obviously, there, there was, like, of course, that happened with fights, but that's not the energy I want to give here. What if it's, like, <laughs> a sort of... What if it's... You could do a thing where this is a Twitch stream that is um, not owned by somebody in particular... But people are brought into it randomly. So this is like a dance pit, but on Twitch. This is a um, a Yu-Gi-Oh battle uh, where there's a crowd watching, but on Twitch. And all of the people that are in the center of the ring are randomly assigned or randomly brought in. Because I feel like that's hype. I feel like all right. You can so you want to create a Twitch stay. game show? Basically, yeah. But like, it's not. The hosts aren't the same. It's just brought in, like you are randomly brought in. So like it could be a thing of uh, you can do a thing where it's like you get enough votes and you are put into the center and now you are like uh, participating. So like let's say it's like a it's like a battle. I don't know what kind of battle it is yet. It could be a dance battle or more specifically so on Twitch. So we invite be, we uh, invite two Twitch streamers for the sake of this discussion. Mm-hmm. We'll just say uh, Ray from Gaming New Horizons. And we'll mm-hmm. say Jigguk. Jupiter's a good one, too. Oh, Jigguk? Okay. And we're just going to throw them into our variety show on Twitch. They're going to play some sort mm-hmm. of game, and our Twitch audience is going to vote who they want to win? Uh, What's I the game? They vote who gets... I feel like the audience could throw wrenches into the game. So it'll be like, hey, the audience really wants Jigguk to win they'll like throw some wrenches towards Ray or vice versa. So I feel like, cause I know in, um, I think it's Warhammer Vermintide. The, there's a Twitch thing that does something similar where your four characters are going through the level, but the audience can basically send like, can vote to send specific enemies your way at any given time. Yeah. So maybe that, that's it's become like, really common in something... games. Oh, AJ, days. AJ, what if it's like fall guys, but you could, the, the audience can vote on the obstacles that come into your way. So it'll be like, you can choose who the fuck you want, um, or it's like, or that's the boot. So it'll be like, they throw a boot at you. So you might be going over a rickety bridge, but everybody voted for a boot to be thrown at you, and you get knocked off that rickety bridge, and now you're behind the person you're competing with. So it could What be would you get in Fall Guys when the chat starts spamming Pog, though? Because that's the important thing, that like... A lot of mm-hmm. games do this thing of like, oh, you get like your audience can mess with you, right? Dead Cells has that. There was a game on uh, Gamescom that was shown over the weekend that has that. I think it's called what Gone Viral. Get... What what is like the, what do they the, get when our chat what? starts going ape shit and they're like, oh, pog, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I feel well, then I feel what the do two we get? things if I if I were looking at Fall Guys is just as, as a blank example. I feel the two things that I've always wanted more of in Fall Guys is to move faster to not be grabbed as easily and to not suffer fall damage or like I not stumble when you fall to fall from a high place. So maybe as you're getting hyped, your character starts to move faster, which can actually make the game maybe a little bit harder if you are the one being cheered on. Um, And if you jump from a place, you don't stumble at all. 
So, like, if you are hyped, you are clearly given an advantage. So, like, All right. yeah. Then the, I think so we're going comes... to end up with, like, yeah. pro streamers are going to kick ass at this game. And all, all of us mm. little guys, we're just going to have to fight for those little scraps. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of just Twitch as it is. They always support the people that gives them the most views. So, so we'll just make them not, game better, too. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying, like, the Twitch... I'm not saying Twitch is a well-balanced system, but Twitch isn't a well-balanced system, you know what I mean? I cannot wait to try to play Fall Guys, and David Dobrik's going to load into my game, and he's going to get oh, pogged God. so hard and so fast, and mm. he's going to win in two seconds. See, but, like, at, at the moment you implement something where it's audience-driven, like, it's like when you and I went into a short film contest where we were like, hey, if we win this, we get a chance to, like, get a red camera, like a very high-budget film camera, and then some fucko from, like... New York, who has, like, 200,000 followers, made a film. I, Me, personally, I felt the quality wasn't great, but, like, just because they have that that audience, they automatically win. I feel like that's something that always will be in effect with community, like, driven games. Like so that. why make a video game about games. it? Well, I guess, How, yeah, there, there it is. It says, hey, we did what yeah, we said on the tin. Like, make a game that shouldn't be made. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. All right, all right, I got a game for you. All right, hit me. This one comes to us, ooh, finally, AJ. I've been saying it for 164 episodes, but here's a submission from YouTube at ARP1033, no! a game where you have to program. <laughs> all right. It's not an official I channel, and I forgot to say that at the head of this episode. No! <laughs> well, it's officially, it's now an official channel. Hey, if you want to come check us out on YouTube, where we have a bunch of our trailers and other other things up, YouTube is there, and you can also submit, and I might be more inclined to use them, just despite AJ. <laughs> mm. <laughs> this goes to us from ARP1033, a battle royale where you have to prove that it is you who is the good boy. Yes, you are... You are your the best doggy. So it's a battle royale about being the best dog in the house, AJ. So what? Okay. So, okay. Do you have Do you have some feelings on this one? Yes, I have many feelings on this. Um, it's a battle royale, but it, like it, it's not like beating other dogs. I think it's like it's it's a hundred person Simon says. Mm-hmm. So. 100 dogs oh, are loaded whoa. in and like a big order uh -huh. comes in and it says sit and every dog sits mm. and then it's going to say mm -hmm. it'll just keep on giving random commands with an activation word at the front. Maybe the activation word mm -hmm. is randomized every couple of minutes and you just have mm -hmm. to do the orders and these orders are going to be things like heal, chase, don't chase, wait, fetch mm -hmm. and you're just going to have to do it. But where's, and maybe like the where's last the complication that in that? Like, I feel uh, like that's just, like, I, f I feel the game doesn't, it, it feels kind of boring to me because if you are just sitting there, there's nothing interrupting you while you're playing the Simon Says. So if you're just paying attention, you can win this game. Like, it's not, it, the only thing that would maybe, con like, be hard about that is if, like, the, or, like, the commands were speeding up so you had to like do them and then immediately get into the next command and then that can feel repetitious so i think there should be some activity that the dogs also need to do that is then interrupted when they are given a command so All like right. yeah that's a great like, point hey, what are you thinking they i feel like like we just look at what dogs do they like to move things they like to um play fetch they like to just go 
um, just go be with their owner or like go nap. So there could be um, in a weird way, actually, I think what would be kind of fun is if you introduced a random element to it um, where in Kirby's dream course, there was this weird element where just if it was your turn, your character would just suddenly fall asleep and now you don't get to take your turn. So what if you introduced random elements like that? So like your dog out of nowhere is like, hey, you need to go out. You need to, you just suddenly feel like you need to take a nap. So like you have to go rush over to the bed, take a nap real quick. And if you miss that, Simon says you're voted out or the dog needs to go, needs to go out to the backyard because they need to go do their business. And then like, you might miss the command. So there's just like, it's, you are I, at a randomizer whim. I have it. I cracked the code. All right. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. It's not just that you get to control a dog, Blake. It's a dog show. This is going. This is so that we have oh. multiple points of customization, so you can customize your dog and your mm-hmm. dog show shower. What's the person at a dog show called? <laughs> anyway, you you're in, a it's a one hundred person dog show. <laughs> uh-huh. You can customize your person. Ooh. You can customize your dog. You have to run around. Your dog does have a randomness element. Maybe it needs to go potty. Mm-hmm. Maybe it mm-hmm. needs to nap. Maybe it's just gonna be a big stinker and just like mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. listen. You have so to try to do all of the it, commands so then, that are given to you through Simon Says. <laughs> so that you're telling me each level. I know we were just talking about Fall Guys, but like I actually like how Fall Guys formats their game, where it's like you have like three to four levels. Like an X amount of people need to be knocked off during phase one. X amount of people need to be knocked off during game two. So like this will will just steal that format, where it's like there's four random games that will be played in this dog show and during the first level only x amount of people can make it so like maybe it won't be like we let's try and just steer away from fall guys at this point it's not a race it's more of just like your execution so when it's your turn to like go through like the showy thing or like um maybe there's a little bit of uh not metagaming but what what is it called when you're trying to like spec your character that's perfect min maxing slang for that i i'm yeah so like maybe there's a little bit of min maxing here maybe you need to like when you're this specific type of dog you can't have your hair being shaggy it needs to be prim and proper or like when you're playing another dog it's great when your hair is shaggy so it's kind of discovering how to best present your dog so you then can choose collars you can then choose like color pattern you can have one more thing i want to add to this game okay okay I, th- I want to add in a little bit of how Astral Chain worked. Oh, interesting now, choice. Okay. Now, Ast- Astral Chain was this game where you had two characters that you could control. You had your little person, and then you had, like, a, essentially, like, a stand, a cool spectral being mm-hmm. that you could control. This meant that you mm-hmm. couldn't control your contr- your camera because one stick was for you and one stick was for your cool stand. Mm-hmm. In this game, I want it to play the same way. One stick controls you, the person. One stick controls the dog. And then you can do things mm. like like those oh. little obstacle races, right? You make one dog yeah. do the obstacle race and your person do the obstacle race. You so can do you like fun like stunts where your person basically. and your dog run towards each other. And then you press the mm. jump button and the dog jumps over the person. I'm oh, imagining dude, it kind of like there was, there was this reality TV show I remember growing up where like, People like they took a bunch of random like celebrities and they gave them a dog and they said, "All right, you're the do- the way that this game show works is every week you're going to have to do a cool dog show with us. Train your dog." <laughs> okay, I love that. So I, you know, what I can also picture people doing that they do it as a uh, an ogre. 
they call it ogre playthroughs, right? It's where two people share the same controller. Yes. Yes. So, like, I can picture, like, you and I playing this game where I get the right side of the controller where I'm controlling the dog, and you get the left side of the controller, and you're controlling the person. And you and I need to, like, figure out how to cooperate together. Because I, I don't feel like that's the core mechanic of the game, but I can definitely picture that's something people would want to do. Yeah, Especially I can like see people wanting to do that, but I really want to focus in mm. on making people control two things at once, because it's a really cool concept. Okay. So, uh, what exactly does... Okay, we can get what the dog does. They're like, they have to be at X point and X amount of time or whatever. Like, say they're going through the obstacle course. Um, but how is that a battle royale? Because I feel like one of the things about battle royales is that all players are on the map at the same time. So, is it just a bunch of people, like, having to wait their turn in line? Which might be kind of boring. Yes, um, yes, it because it like... is a little bit boring because it's a dog show. <laughs> <laughs> wow way to shit on dog show <laughs> yeah okay so you're just waiting in line or i don't know i feel like everybody should have their own section of the field that they're on like i I'm think there'll this be there'll like be some those... games that you like there there'll be some games where you have to wait in line some games where everybody will be on the oh. field all at once Maybe some games oh, where, God. like, they're on the field at once, but it's a little bit like the Trials system, where, like, they're on a separate track than yours, but you can see them. That's what I was thinking, is, like, if you can see them, like, in line. So, okay, let's say there is a line, because I actually just thought of a fun mechanic. So there's four lines. So only four people are going through it at, at, through the course at a time. And this is just for that one individual course game. Um, while you are waiting in line, you need to make sure your dog isn't getting distracted. So, like, that's one of the things I, I, I'm pretty yes, sure that yes, dog show yes. people are looking at. It's like, how obedient is your dog? Is it getting distracted? Is it, like, just, just doing something when that's not supposed to be doing? Um, so, like, it, so there is an activity that you do while you're waiting in line, but you're only waiting in line for, like, say, a minute. It only takes a minute for... Uh, this for your turn to come up basically like say you're at the back of the line it only takes a minute to get through the line um and then you know x amount of people are dropped during that game and then you go to the next game which is uh judging their their i'm trying to gamify like because like one of the big things about dog shows is like they go and look at your dog and see how well maintained it is so oh here's the thing what if you your dog has a um a condition status where it's like if the dog if you fucked up really hard during the obstacle course guess what your dog's hair got scuffed up didn't it so then it actually damages your ability to get through the next thing so like there was like say there was a mud pit that they, the dog had to jump over and then if you fucked up guess what you you're going to lose out in points i also want to add in maybe if it's a dog show thing and we have a voting system what if you have there is like a popular vote section but the catch is that you're not allowed to vote for yourself so you're going to oh, look at all of the characters so customized actually, dogs uh, and then you're like every player is going to actually vote but they're not allowed to vote for themselves oh, and if they don't vote then they get kicked out of the match oh my god Okay, that's a really good mechanic because so there that, is that a real voting that system add, like, that will be like if no one can vote for themselves mm -hmm. and they're forced forced to vote for other people, there will come a winner. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that a lot because that means you can put like a camera in like the top left corner that while you're waiting in line, you could you could be watching that, but that can then interfere with you making sure your dog, you yourself as a player might get distracted while you are watching the other people perform and miss out that your dog is doing something that they shouldn't. So like it adds yeah. that level of like, oh, you can watch people and judge other people and then that then you know who where you want to give your points, but it also might fuck up your ability um down the line okay i'm down i like that i like that see hey we got a good youtube submission aj still an unofficial (laughs) channel i know that i forgot to remind you you i didn't realize i had to remind you every week what are you talking about (laughs) all right i got another submission here this submission comes from our our reddit gray zephyr 87 suggests a dating sim set during a game of chess. Date, and try not to kill, love interests, such as pawn, knight, bishop, and many more. Now, there's two okay, angles you... that we can go about this. Are we uh, are we anthropomorphizing uh, the actual pieces in the chess board, or is this a dating game where, like, the conversation and the dates happen over a game of chess, and you need to extend the game out so that you don't win super fast because you need to spend quality mm-hmm. time with this person but you can't lose because if you oh. lose, the date's lost, and you're not going to win any of the dating, like dating okay, points. Okay, okay. I, I, I don't want to introduce a human element because I feel like then it becomes a dating game that is just around chess rather than chess being the dating game. So I think they'll be anthropomorphized only a little bit. So they, the chess pieces look the same, but they're saying like very romantic things to one another because that gives me super hardcore like Thomas was alone energy where it's just this inanimate square that has like these very very colorful like lines of dialogue so maybe you can do a romantic game where it's all in the dialogue it's not about appearances it's not about how sexy the queen piece is or how handsome the pawn piece is or whatever it's just about the words that they are saying to one another and it, but it so- has to be like super engaging though <laughs> So with the dating, the dating isn't necessarily with the player and the person that they're playing chess against. It is the pawns mm -hmm. dating the other pawns. Mm -hmm. Is that what you're suggesting? Is it like a like a dating sim in the way that like the Fire Emblem games become dating sims and like positioning the squares next to each other? No, 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 no. Go to go up. No, no, no. I have it. 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 So each player of chess. So you and I say you and I are playing this. I see the board one way. You see the board another way. When I look at your pieces, they are color-coded to match a specific piece on my board. So, like, I know that this pawn wants to date this rook really badly. And if I can capture that rook with that specific pawn, I get extra points. But you are seeing a completely different color matching thing. So, like, in your game, that same rook wants to date my bishop, not my pawn. So, like, it's a game of chess, but you want to capture very specific pieces. Um, you want to match pieces rather than just, like, a- a- whoever says. And then, like, maybe... This rules. Um, you like that? You like that idea? Like, and then maybe if you can match it, that's when you get, like, a cute little line of dialogue of, like, um, to, like, the that, say, my pawn captures your, your rook. It, like, unlocks a little dialogue thing. Yes, that's, like, super it, it's, cute and it's that whole, like, romance growing system, but it isn't based on, mm-hmm. like, this, the units standing next to each other, like, in uh, a mm-hmm. Fire Emblem. It's based on if that unit hits that other unit, then the points go up a little bit. I don't know if mm-hmm. I want this... Okay, hear me out. This is wild. I don't want okay. it to be p- PvP. 
I want it to be a narrative game oh. where, like, I want it to be like a little bit like Indian in the cupboard, right? Like, you, the player has this chessboard, and mm-hmm. all of the pieces are alive, and you, the player is like, I'm gonna make all these little little dudos fall in love with each other. So they start How playing chess, turn- and maybe they're maybe they're like they're inviting friends over to play these chess games, and then like you see mm-hmm. on your board the little objective that you need to expand those romances. So you go ahead and mm-hmm. move those little guys over, get win chess the way you need to get those points to go up, so you can extend the little romances. So hold on, hold on, really quickly. So you're saying me and you would be working together to tell this story. Yeah, I'm so saying that when if, you and I play this game, it's a single-player game, but you that... and I are both sitting on the couch with one controller. I'm not saying that you and I play chess against each other. I'm saying that the okay, player plays see, chess against that... an AI. I feel like that loses all tension of the game because you know what that devolves into is like, if we know that my pawn wants to get with your with your rook, those are the only pieces you and I are going to move. Why move any other pieces? So then it would just become a very monotonous game of like, okay, I'm going to move this one space and maybe in five turns we'll get to that point. What do you do during those five turns? Like okay, it just so becomes you're... Like, so you want to create it, this I feel game like, where, like, in order to I get feel... your care, in order to see your love and your game progress, you have to keep mm-hmm. other people from progressing their game and their stories. Yes, yes. So I feel adding that that competition element to it makes the game like one more interesting, and two, it actually has weight because it could be like if that. Oh my god, you know what actually Well, what this really does is this crazy? makes me have a no, 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 reason no, no. AJ, to AJ, play AJ, chess really because I fucking hate chess and now I'll have a reason to be okay. like, well, I think chess, you can sucker me fun. into a game you know another game of chess because I really want to see you what happens when it? the queen fall does get to the knight. Really need to see AJ, that romance. You know no, no, no. You know what like and we make this actually really fucking sad because this will be like this will like actually make the opponent feel for like what they're doing because like when i play chess and i capture something i feel nothing but joy and hype and feel good but i want to feel bad when i capture like my opponent's chess piece and you know how we're going to do that is say that go back to that original example where my pawn really wants to get with your rook but that rook really wants to get with the bishop what happens to my pawn when that when your rook captures my bishop they don't have anybody they can love anymore they suffer a heartbreak and are removed from the board so it could be like when you capture something something else is removed from the equation so yes there's a little bit of a randomness feature to it i love that a lot Mm -hmm. so it could be and you don't know so like uh, you like say my pawn was in right in that position to take out your like take out a bishop or a knight of yours but you decide to just sacrifice that so you can capture my bishop, it turns out that same pawn will just disappear and then shit just suddenly goes in your favor. So, like, I I feel adding that little bit of, like, unknown random element and also, like, uh, that piece that gets removed has a really heartbreaking line. Um, So we call it, like, (laughs) chess, love, and heartbreak. I didn't expect us to get this much mileage out of this idea, by the way. I remember seeing it on, 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 on Reddit. Yeah, I I very much want to put a pin in this. Let me give you some um some lightning round ideas. All right, this one comes to us on Reddit at it's me it's a me Mitchell, a reverse tycoon style game where you lead a multi billion dollar corporation and must financially ruin it as fast as possible. So this is like reverse Monopoly. So this is like yeah, a board game or some sort of this- digital game where all the pieces are owned at the beginning of the game and you are randomly assigned those pieces. And the thing that makes the game interesting is, is those pieces are, some pieces are harder to get rid of than others. 
So then you need it's um there's a game that uh the game grumps are playing right now it's like it's a it's a japanese board game thing where you actually like purchase stocks and invest in companies so like what if it's the original of that so it's like you're just try each turn is trying to find some find a way to ruin that business um by uh by investing in, or finding bad investors or um hey yes you yes got, you i have a, i actually have a way something. to relate this to the real world because i think that there might be a multi like expensive company that is trying to do this really okay tell me about it so my the, and my my evidence for, of this comes from my hometown first and foremost and it was only ring true <laughs> ever since so in my hometown okay. there was this little business that used to have a blockbuster in it that blockbuster mm -hmm. ended up closing down because Redbox came around and so now it's like mm -hmm. all right what are we going to put in this business I saw a pizza place mm -hmm. show up there. It died. I saw a coffee place show up there. It died. I saw a frozen oh, yogurt God. stand pop up there. It died. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Finally, I saw... You ready for this? Keep in mind, this is what? a super small town. A Sherman Williams paint shop. Where you would I've go in to buy Sherman paint. Williams. It's a paint uh -huh. company. You would go in and buy uh -huh. paint to paint your walls or your house or something. Mm -hmm. In this tiny itty bitty town where I can almost guarantee nobody's painting, the Sherman Williams still stands. Oh, so are you just so like, my immediate thought was like of... growing up, I was like, what the hell is that Sherman Williams doing there? Because I never saw anybody go into it in the first place. Flash forward to now here in California. Anytime I see mm -hmm. a Sherman Williams, it's tucked away in the most awkward, inconvenienced place I can imagine. I've seen a Sherman Williams next door to a fucking movie theater. What is it doing okay. there? What possibly I, uh, foot traffic could it be hoping to pull in being placed how to do, a movie how theater? Okay, yes, I, I do feel there is a weird cryptid energy about a paint store that just won't leave, that doesn't die. Oh, actually, wait, AJ, it's a money, it's a money laundering business. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reason it exists. Like, yeah, if, if, if it is possible that Sherman like... Williams in general is a money laundering business, <laughs> or it is some multi-billionaire that's just trying to liquidize all the assets and just being like, please uh, get rid of this money. I'll keep putting so, these dumb shops anywhere. I'm sick of it. I want, so I want my money gone. So the gambling part is trying to find the war. It's like Monopoly where some spaces are higher value than others, but they're higher value because whatever you put there will bankrupt so say you yes. start off the you want to find like the places that are going to get you the least amount of money back mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then that they will just have to like uh support like i i don't i'm trying to figure out the gameplay here because like is it like community chess, i think that but this, like, this game is like a cookie clicker the ones were like mm -hmm. i'm imagining something that's like How a big mean? map of a town and you're operating uh -huh. on a clicker system, like a like an auto clicker timer based game. But rather than watching the numbers mm -hmm. go up and feeling that satisfaction of like mm, my number go up, cha ching, it's those numbers go up, but they always have the minus sign next to them. So while your mm -hmm. mental thought is money go up, cha ching, there's a timer in the top mm -hmm. left that starts at like one billion, and when that thing gets mm -hmm. to like the zero, then you get to the end of the game. It, it's an oh, auto clicker so business you're, you're thing without an oh, infinite okay. cap. It has a reward ah, point or an end point. Okay. So in the thing that you the unlocks are things that just like blow more money. So actually, this is kind of a fun idea. So 
you there is like a weird give and take. You need to have enough businesses to where you are taken seriously, and then at that point you can then spend bigger amounts of money. So it's like, hey, you're known as like, hey, you're the big paint guy in town. Let's throw a big party, and your character and your players like, oh fuck yeah, that's just like I can throw away a hundred thousand dollars at this party. So it's just like you need to be a little bit big to give yourself more opportunities to spend money. Yeah, I don't think that's how it works, but like maybe that's how this game could work. Well, you know what they say: you like, got to make money to lose money. <laughs> all right, all right. Give me an, give me another uh, uh, the, the, the lightning round game. Hey AJ, can I eat a Slim Jim right now? No, you cannot eat a Slim Jim right now. But I want it. You <laughs> son of a bitch! That better not be a Slim Jim you're trying to slap into. <laughs> Blake Ray, are you trying to snap into a Slim Jim right now? I'm, I'm, I am actually trying to. I, w- I, w- I'm, I am trying to snap into a Slim Jim, but I did not open it. I'm just. I have it on my desk, and I'm gazing at it. And I'm like, oh man, as soon as I'm done with this podcast, I'm gonna fucking snap into you so hard. I'm gonna just eat the shit out of the Slim Jim. Oh man. I got All a right, submission a here from A Cab for Judy at Very Soft Badger. Okay. Also, that's such a good name. That is a very Animal good Crossing name. Event Horizon. The villagers have grown tired of the dull tidings of Earth and board a spaceship to explore the cosmos. You are forced to pick mm-hmm. your ten villagers at the start of the game, and their true colors are shown as stress rises on board. Okay. So, okay. So, so Isabel comes over uh, to you where, and she says, we're going to space, motherfucker. I got all the whiskey mm-hmm. I could possibly need. We're going to space right now. And so you build a little spaceship, <laughs> and Isabel says, all right. Thank you no. so much for building the first, spaceship. First, first Let's off, find out who we're off. going with. And you get to pick 10 villagers. Isabel does not drink whiskey. Isabel is not a whiskey drinker. Do you you apparently like don't. tropical shit. No, no, she like drinks I think vacation that's a glass juice. of whiskey on her Vaca- desk every no, morning. No, vacation juice is totally rum. She is a rum drinker. I do not know what you're talking about. I don't okay, think like I'm going to go on vacation. I'm going to party. I'm going to party and I'm going to drink some rum. No, fuck that. You're going to drink. You mean whiskey? Sorry, I'm going to drink some whiskey. I'd like, no, I'm going to go to a party and I'm going to mix some rum with some orange juice. and I'm going to fucking have a have a party. Okay, you know what? That's that's a very good point. Isabel is definitely right. a rum that, drinker. This is this is very besides the point as as the game, but I just wanted to say that. Isabel strikes okay. me as like a rum or a vodka drinker. Oh God, she has maybe that's what like she's drinking every morning. It's like a little bit of vodka and cranberry juice, oh, just to get through the day to deal with Tom Nook. <laughs> just to start the day, dude. Every time you fire up that game, she's got a nice glass on her desk. You know she's sipping. Oh man. Oh, man. Okay, okay, okay. So she wants to go to space, and she's like, hey, I want you to help me manage this spaceship. Is this, my question is, is this like you've gone a year of playing Animal Crossing, and you you have your own island, and then it becomes a spacefaring adventure? Or the game opens up with you um, and Annabelle and the parrot talking to you, or the toucan, because the toucan, toucan airlines, right? Or dodo airlines. So oh, it's the yeah, dodo maybe bird... The- the Dodo and Isabel yes. come up to you and they say, we're going to space now. You pick 10 of your mm-hmm. members and as they go to space, the stress of space travel is going to make them reveal their true colors. You know, everybody mm-hmm. liked Raymond, but you, like I've said, Raymond looks like he would say words that shouldn't be said. <laughs> I hate Raymond so hey, much. I've met guys in college that look like Raymond and they're the kinds of guys that are like, eh, it's just a word. I think that I should be able to say what I want. Raymond looks like <laughs> Ben Shapiro. I said it. <laughs> hey AJ, what's worse than racism? Space racism. 
But then, like, <laughs> on top of that, like, who else? Who else do we think would be like a really, really bad character under pressure? Timmy and Tommy. Uh, I think that they're going to fare Timmy really well in space. Timmy? I'm putting them into space immediately. Mm, they may try know, to start a coup, but see, I do believe that they would be able to take care of whatever needs to get taken care of. I think the idea of Timmy and Tommy being in space is actually. I feel it would actually make them murderers. And here's why. Because they're going <laughs> to run out of things. They're going to run out of stuff to sell. Like, it's not like you're getting new shipments of cool things while you're in space. It's like, no, you have what you came up there with. So if you decide... Oh, yeah, Timmy like, and Tommy and are going to be like, hey, check this out. I'm selling a radiator. And you're like, hey, Timmy, where'd you get that from? And they say, eh, wouldn't you like to know? You want to buy it? So, <laughs> so I happen they to know a place a on the spaceship that could really use a radiator right now. You should buy this from us. <laughs> hey, I suddenly uh, lost my radiator. Do you guys have any extras? We just so happen to have one in stock. It's going to cost <laughs> you 2,000 space bells. Sterling, then, so while I love him very much, he will kill somebody to gain power on the spaceship. I believe that <laughs> in him. It's just part of his kingly, knightly duty. He's going to be the strongest one on board, so he's going to believe that he has the I, right to rule. And he does, I was under the admittedly. Who do you think Go would ahead. be a bad person to bring onto a spaceship because like, their true colors would start to show? I feel like... This is how I feel about all of the Animal Crossing characters. I feel a lot of them are one step away from going fucking insane and bananas. Like, for example, the museum owner... Like, he's so invested in finding things. I feel like if he's put into the vacuum of space where there's no discoveries that have ever been made, no alien life, the moment he gets the scent, the fucking scent of just a new alien species, he's going to do anything in his power to be like, I want to <laughs> discover this. I want to be the one to be like, I'm the first person that found this. Annabelle, she's like in a contained space. She's like, she likes control. She likes Isabel. Blake, um, you need to get the, her name is, right. Sorry, is it, did I say Annabelle? Um, and I'm a fool. I'm a foolish fool. Yes. Isabel. Bell. she's like she likes control not in like a, it, she likes order she likes things to be going smoothly space traveling it's not as smooth as she fucking thought people are going to be doing uprisings people are going to be like hey i want to do this and you know the people that aren't in control are going to be like hey we we need to work as a team and do this i feel like that's going to make isabel fucking snap i feel like everybody on that spaceship is going to be a ticking time bomb i don't see this game ending perfectly most of the time Mm, what a good game. <laughs> and I think I think that this why this is why this would work excellently as like a DLC to this game because what I love is the idea of like mm. everybody has villagers that they're not super keen on. You can just send them to space. Now tragically oh once they go into space they do they are now stuck in a permadeath game s- system. They go space crazy. <laughs> they go space crazy, they do get spaced, they die forever. You have to find new villagers. <laughs> Okay. Do you have a video game All for right. me? I, I or have do you want to hunt down our nuck? Then, uh, let me look really quick. Uh, <laughs> um, I I do have one more game I do want to mention. Actually, wait. No, AJ, we should go into our nug. We're hitting like the hour and ten mark. We should we should jump into that. Uh, I what are we thinking? Think a, I think it's a I think it's a tie up a toss up between Nicolas Cage Uncaged. Um, versus our chess romance game, like our chess heartbreak and love and heartbreak. I think there's more to play with with the Nicolas Cage game. And uh, but what do you think before I go into like my nug extras? I think I want to go with Nicolas Cage on Caged as well. I love the idea of a okay. game that's a little bit like Goose Game, but with hidden agendas 
and mm-hmm. a scoring system because I feel like that's something that's not really touched on a lot with these sandbox games. It's like that idea of like how mm-hmm. well did you execute on it? Because we really want to okay. – this will be a nice sandbox game that people feel like they have to go back into so that they can get a perfect run. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And some of the add-ons I want to do is like – when you when you are making a movie, one of the biggest things is about marketing that movie. And sometimes even bad publicity is good publicity. Remember when um, what's his name? Uh, it's the guy from Batman. Um, the Batman Begins, like uh, not Batman Begins, Batman: uh, The Dark Knight. What's his name? Christian Bale. Remember when Christian Bale lost his shit on the grip on set? And yeah, like he that was, was a such bit a of a stinkhead, wasn't deal. he? Yeah, it's a toss up. Like uh, from what I hear, the grip was actually being an asshole, and then you know, but also Christian Bale shouldn't have reacted so like intensely to somebody that was like helping him. But so, what happens if that? What happens to the movie we're working on when Nicolas Cage loses his shit on the intern that's trying to give him like coffee? Is there an element that you can introduce as the director? Like maybe you can instigate a little thing of argument where Nicolas Cage is like yelling at somebody or. Nicholas Cage goes Nicholas Cage on somebody and then that then another PA has like their phone out and records it does that help your score does that make like the release of the movie much more anticipated it depends like, what are you going for for like, this scene yeah so like is is do you is there like I guess I'm trying to figure out is there like outside elements that are affecting the making of this movie so it'll be like um if you build up the hype for this movie because some crazy thing happened on set that, that you know, that was either um, crazy or like, oh, man, that's so hype. I can't believe Nicolas Cage did this whole thing on set. Like, you know, like when people talk about actors who do their own stunts, that creates this level of hype for a movie. Because people want to see, like, Tom Cruise think, actually hold on to the side of a plane in the new I Mission I think that Impossible that's a very movie. difficult thing to try to, like, instigate within the game. Like, like the idea mm-hmm, of, like, the, mm-hmm. the outside game advertisements i think that this game is a game Mm -hmm. centered on pushing your actors so far during production i don't think that we want to try to do like outrage marketing with it now granted there's going to be some of those hidden agendas that do revolve around outrage marketing i love the idea Mm -hmm. of having an Mm -hmm. intern or a set pa with their phone out and so you're like check this out i'm gonna piss off nicholas cage right now now that he's on camera Mm -hmm. Or maybe you see that there's a level where the EPA has their phone camera on and you say, I need Nicolas Cage to be happy. I'm going to go ahead and let him play with a chipmunk right now. So you release the chipmunk and <laughs> Nicolas Cage starts singing and the chipmunk runs over and hops into Nicolas Cage's hand and they start singing together like mm-hmm. a Disney princess. Mm-hmm. All right, really quickly, AJ, we have to decide right now, because uh, this game is getting a trailer. Are you good at Nicolas Cage impressions? Because I don't think I am. <laughs> I'm absolutely not, no. All right, can you give me your best Nicolas Cage impression? No. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. wait let me try on. something. Let me try something. It's, something. it's hype. It's uh, entertainment. Right. It's right. Right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Improv is all about yes and. Uh-huh. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I. It was a pretty good joke, huh? Pretty good reference. You like that? <laughs> it's, pretty, it's all right. It was okay. <laughs> What's your best Nicolas Cage impression? Uh, Nicolas Cage, I, I'm more about, like, the, um, oh, God, I'm looking at his face right now. What the fuck? Hey, that was maybe the meanest thing you've ever said on the, on the podcast. (laughs) Wait, what? You just said, oh, my God, his his... face. Oh, my God. 
Like you're just laughing at a poor man's at, face now. No, okay. Let me let me give let me give some let me give some background. I'm looking at stills of him in Face Off, and there's one where he just has his head like reeled back, his eyes open wide, and just like has his like like lips just pursed to his teeth, and he's just like. Wait, that's in Face Off. <laughs> yeah, that's a Face Off, dude. I really thought that that was from uh, the Vampire one, also. Well, it's quite possible that he did do it in both of those movies. <laughs> okay. I like Nicolas Cage. I love National Treasure. I think it's a great movie. Oh, who doesn't <laughs> love enough. National okay. Treasure? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a great movie. Um, okay. So, that's our game. Do we want to see, like, boss fight stuff? Because maybe he runs into some other actors on set. And maybe he runs into a specific director. So, let's look at some boss fights. Let's go ahead and check out some boss fights. I got a I got a boss fight here from Zendrika. Zendrika oh, yeah. suggested a loud ass cricket hiding somewhere in my room. <laughs> so maybe so maybe there's a level where there's a cricket going on and ooh, oh it's putting oh the sleepy cricket noise it's putting putting our dear dear friend Nicholas Cage to sleep. So you got to so say I have an idea. I'm going to make Nicholas Cage fall asleep during this take. So you hunt down okay. that little cricket and you put it in a box. You keep that, mm-hmm, you put that box mm-hmm. inside of another box and you ship that box to yourself. And then when the package okay. arrives, you put it in the scene with Nicolas Cage. Okay. So is the thing that's interesting there, is that implying that there are tools that you have access to? Cause like in goose game, well, I guess those are just like, not necessarily tools, but abilities. So like, what would the abilities of our director be? Well, no, like like Goose Game has, Goose Game has a sandbox. So like there's things that you can put stuff in, right? Mm -hmm. Like maybe Mm -hmm. there was a mission where it was like, put the soda can in a cooler. So you put the soda can in a cooler. It's shit like that, right? So you could pick Mm -hmm. up a box and maybe there's like Mm -hmm. every set will have boxes there with it. So you always know as a key mechanic in the game, I can always put something in a box. That's just something that I have. That's the power I have as a human with thumbs. I can just put shit in boxes. Okay, okay, okay. So that's one of the abilities. I have a boss fight that I think you'll actually love. I uh, didn't know me. if you knew this, but um, Disney's working on a live-action adaption of Hercules. And you know who they've casted as Huncules, right? Uh, in his prime, Nicolas Cage. And <laughs> at least ancient meme archaeologist rec- suggests the divas from the pot in Disney's Hercules. <laughs> so there's a level where you can utilize the divas on the pot. They're either singing or... Or they are like you need to use them to hype up Nicolas Cage because I was like, about to say they probably hype confident. up him so, up so they bad. This I think that like that's a tool you're gonna mm-hmm. get near the end, right? Like when like mm-hmm, it's the finale mm-hmm. of the movie. You've pushed Nicolas Cage to his utmost limits. And now it's time to on cage him. You need to get him hyped. <laughs> you need to get him. You need to get him so jazzed. You need to get a couple explosions so... around him. And you need to get him in front of camera with a close-up. Because if Nicolas Cage is going to come on caged, you need a good close-up it's, it's, and a good wide. You need smolder, as many cameras Nic- on him un- as possible. The this is the moment. smolder that is Nicolas Cage. Yes. Okay. I like I like the idea of just Nicolas Cage just in a fucking, just like the he's battling the Basilisk or, or whatever, the Hydra. Um, of Hercules, and you just have the divas in the background just chanting and chorusing, and just like that sounds like a really, actually, a really cool scene. <laughs> I'm trying to what think if I've played a video game that has like now? a cool chorus singing in the background during one of the fights. Probably Devil May Cry. Like of all games, I feel like that's the game. 
You know um, what? Devil. I don't a... think Devil May Cry has any choruses. Really? It, oh, that, yeah, not... especially the new one. That does make sense because he's like it is more electronica rock sort of vibe. Well, Dante's like all like death metal. Nero's Sweet. like cool like electronic prog rock, and V. What the fuck was V's? musical orchestra because he's a he's a little poet edge boy dude did he did he have violins in his music musical track too probably if one of his emotes is like that he has a little i think his was screamo actually god what a fucking just jesus christ god devil may cry 5 owns so hard i'm gonna replay that this weekend he's just so edgy like devil may cry is cool and i really do love these design the idea of like like tats that come off of you to form animals and also just having like again aj this this harkens back to what we were talking about last episode he has a trench coat and it works because it's open oh god you're right It works because he has an open chest. Um, but like also just like I just a guy talking at like Edgar Allan Poe poetry. I'm like, oh, you just you fucking edge lord. You just absolute edge lord. I um, heard one time okay, that's... I think a friend of mine somewhere uh told me that Devil May Cry is essentially everything that you secretly think is really cool. <laughs> That's a good description. I like that a lot. I love it very (laughs) much. I'm going to sit down and play Devil May Cry 5 again very soon, I think. I'm due for a replay. So so Nicholas Uncaged, that's our game. Let's go to Patch Notes. Let's go to Patch Notes. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Patch Notes. So really quick, something that Blake and I are going to do this week is... I experienced a little bit of a bummer where a podcast that I listen to really regularly ended up going on a brief hiatus. And one of the things that they did that I really, really loved that they did at the end of every episode was each of their hosts dropped off a little loot drop, something that they had been experiencing the last week that was a little bit niche, but something that they were really enjoying and was bringing them a decent amount of relief these days. So I mm-hmm. wanted to go ahead and steal their, steal theirs because they're not going to use it for a little bit. And Blake and I are going to do our own little loot chops. So the first one is going to be from me. It's the, it's an album from an artist named Kid Quill. His album is 94.3 The Real. It's a really cool little like uh, happy vibe hip-hop album that is in concept to feel like you're listening to the radio, which I thought was really interesting because I don't listen to the radio at all anymore. So hearing little skits at the beginning and the middle and the end of being like, and now we're going to play this track was really nostalgic in a bizarre way. So I definitely advise checking that out. Blake, what's your loot drop for the day? I I have two things I really want to recommend. Like, first off, I kind of want to give context. Right now, like, there's so much shit happening around everybody. And, like, you know, AJ and I come together each week and we really kind of just put that shit aside to focus on the podcast. Because we know the podcast makes people laugh and brings some joy to people. And we're so fucking happy that you guys, one, not only listen, but allow us the opportunity to do this every week. That's, like, really meaningful. But when we're not recording, it's just, like... You go on Twitter, you go on Facebook, and there's just like a lot of there's a lot of hate, there's a lot of arguing, there's a lot of just just people from different perspectives just saying their pieces, and a lot of it fucking sucks. And or the, the, not that their opinions suck, it's more of just the the discussion right now is very heavy and is very is very 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 you know 
like real. So one of the things I'm doing right now is I <laughs> one of my kind of go-tos to relax is I'm playing Mist actually from like the early 90s from like the late 90s oh, and no shit. I love that game so much. Yeah, it's like it's like one it's important I think for me is like um just I want to like explore the history of games and like see what like what were the things that set the standards of today? Like mm -hmm. Mist is like considered the greatest adventure game of all time or the greatest point and click adventure game of all time. Um and that is like what a lot of people hold their lights to when comparing them to new adventure games. And I'm going through it and it's just like it's a game that's all about atmosphere. There's no music. There's no like intense sequences. It's just like you are on an island and you're exploring it. And it's just so peaceful. and It's so quiet. And like but it's just also so engaging because like every minute you're trying to solve a puzzle. And that's super nice for me because like I, I, I have like anxiety. And just, like, uh -huh. listening to all this shit is, like, ramping that stuff up. And to have something where I can give all of my attention to but not feel like it's taxing is really fucking, like, special. And um, I love I, – I, I'm, I'm very, very happy I get to do that. And then I sometimes in the background, um, my chill go-to is uh, – please forgive me. I'm going to butcher this name. Uh, Nujabes or Nujabes? You know that yeah. band? They did the Samurai yeah. Shampoo-like stuff. And they're yeah, just like, I it's know just the this artist. really just Yeah, it's just really lovely, like smooth hip hop and it's very like relaxing. None of it really goes hard in my opinion, which is kind of something I'm really digging right now. Mm -hmm. Um Yeah, for sure. Things, I would having things that are a lot more relaxing right now is really cathartic. Yeah. And those those are just the two things I wanted to recommend. I know kind of this ending bit is running way longer than we normally allow it to, and if you're still listening, thank you. Um, and we hope if you check out these couple of things, maybe they can be relaxing for you, too. And with that, I think we're going to go ahead and leave the episode here. Uh, make sure I know that Blake and I mentioned that, like, there's a lot of like really crazy and tough discussions right now. But it's definitely also important to make sure that you're tuning into those. I know it can be really mm -hmm. difficult, um, but yeah, staying, it's important. Yeah, staying stay informed, informed is, yeah. stay updated. Mm -hmm. And if something feels kind of clear cut make sure that you double check that find your sources yeah. make sure that you're not spreading misinformation because i know that yeah you know in this last like lot right now it's happening a lot right now make sure you fact check everything mm -hmm. with that being said i think that's where we're going to go ahead and leave this thank you all so much for listening i hope that you have a good one i'm aj hart and i am blake Rea. this has been spiritual successor and these are cool games that should not be made.